Hello and welcome to the 50 Women Over 50 podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Lynn Starkey. On this show, I highlight women who have broken barriers, challenged the status quo, or have simply lived remarkable lives beyond the age of 50. My guests have included pioneering entrepreneurs, passionate activists, artists, educators, and more. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and empowered as together we extol the lives of 50 exceptional women over 50. Today, I'm welcoming to the show author Patty Handy, a certified financial coach who helps women, especially those who are divorced, widowed, or single, to learn how to manage their finances. A divorced mother herself, Patty has learned firsthand that a divorce can be financially devastating. She raised her son single handedly while working as a financial advisor, and then at age 62, when many people are thinking of retiring, she's made a career pivot and has started a whole new business. Tell me about your 50th birthday. My 50th birthday was a family party. My mom's birthday is one day before my birthday. We always celebrate our birthdays together. And it was a a joint big celebration. And I have a very large family and it was a backyard, just a big bash. And it was, it was wonderful. I had my son there, had, had sisters and brothers and nieces and nephews. And it was just, it was wonderful. Both my parents were there, which was extra special. And it was just, it was fabulous. It was a a little nerve wracking entering into the five O out of the, the four numbers, but I, embraced it. And I was excited about the next chapter. And I had my little nephew at the time come up to me and he goes, you're half dead. <gasps> I'm like, oh, wow. Like I'm halfway to like, to a hundred. He'll assume I'm, I'm, I'm going to live to a hundred is what his comment okay. was. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good. I've got my whole other half of my life to go. That's fantastic. Yeah. I took it as a compliment and that's how he meant it he, he was just yeah. young and he wasn't putting it in the right words but <laughs> the intention the I think the the point was I'm going to live to 100 that was that yeah was that's nice that's nice yeah. yeah it's funny how like I didn't consider myself middle-aged until I hit 50 and when I was 19 middle-aged looked like 30 <laughs> so- yes and and I think with each passing year the, the numbers, I mean, to me, the numbers just become numbers. Mm. I, I don't let that number dictate my story, my journey. I look at that as, okay, I've got this many more years probably left if all goes well, and I've got so much more to do and let's get going. Let's do this. I'm excited. I, and I was mentioning prior to the show, I, I'll be 63 this year and it just, it gets better. And it, the 60th was pretty monumental. The 60th was a, was, a, was a big, a big year because you're now heading into what they generally term retirement years. Yeah. And I made a career pivot at 62. Right. Heck with retirement, right? If yes. I'm doing what I love to do and I'm, and I'm giving back and serving and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I'll, I'll be the next Betty White or, or, or Warren Buffett or <laughs> whoever keeps on going. Right. Yeah, there's two things there. One is, let's talk about retirement because this is episode 34. I've only had two women out of 34 saying they wanted to retire. Mm. Don't you think that's incredible? Like I, yeah, I think, I think women are finding that, that they, they want to do more and give more and they, they have so much more to experience. And when you retire, I guess what's your definition of retirement? If retirement is like not having any kind of work, not having any outside activities, that's that's statistically one of the modules in my program talks about retirement. And statistically, if you 
we retire with nothing to do and no community and no volunteer, no nothing, you can become depressed and, and higher anxiety and yes, feel isolated yes. and your lifespan is shortened. Yeah, rethink what retirement looks like. And retirement might just be, I get the option to choose what I want to do when I want to do it and I can come and go as I please, but I'm going to absolutely still be doing something that's productive. Right. Yes. Well, that was one another one of the issues that I I'm, was dealing with when I started this podcast was that the calendar on the wall was telling me that I should be thinking about retirement. But in my heart, in my head, I was like, I am not ready <laughs> for retirement. And for here you. we are more than halfway through the project. And I'm even more committed to the idea that I can't retire. It's It's a weird thing, though. Like my parents generation was they they just wanted to make it to retirement so they could enjoy their their golden years and right right here we are and the caveat about that is that I mean not just my parents but the the wider world is that women never really retire Mm. we're we're always historically back through the generations the women continue to work in the they worked in the home that was the main their main work Mm -hmm. and just because their husband retired didn't mean that they got to (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Sit back and relax and let everything yeah. get done for them. Yeah, no, 100%. And the the generational difference, like between like, we're talking about the parents, they don't, they didn't have the opportunities that we have today. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have the internet, they didn't have online social media, they didn't have the opportunity to create a business from your couch. They, they didn't, mm-hmm. all of those things that we have today are, are, are beautiful. It opens up for opportunities and it, it opens up for so much that we can do. I mean, we can help and do for people in a different country and yes. worldwide. And mm-hmm. that was just a pipe dream in my, my parents' lifetime. So, yeah, and it's exciting. And that's why I think if we look at it like, wow, there's so many possibilities and so many opportunities, what is it that lights me up? What can I do? Whether it's earning income or not, just what, what is it that I can do that, is of service that is impactful, that brings me joy, that helps others find joy, that makes me want to get out of bed in the morning and just leap versus, oh God, another day, you know? So that's- Yeah. I mean, even through our whole career, I feel like we had a lot more choice than generations above us. My dad Mm. got a job at a high school and was in it for 35 years. I I mean, Mm. oh my God, I couldn't, deal with that kind of commitment <laughs> right right my life right yeah yeah well, you don't see that very much in our in these current times for sure for sure I I, I have a 27 year old son will be 27 in a couple of weeks and I always tell him that some of the most amazing opportunities and amazing jobs in the future and not so distant future maybe 10 years from now don't even exist today yes. they aren't even they they aren't even thought of that's how in the speed of technology and the speed of how things are moving. So, okay, if you retire and you're in your 60s, there's going to be some really good opportunities for you in a few years that mm. aren't, aren't even in the concept phase. Again, that's just, it's just that mindset of being open to the opportunities and possibilities and just look forward to that versus, okay, how am I going to live my retirement years? Mm. It's just, it's really how you look at it. It's, it's, that's my two cents. <laughs> Did anything surprise you about life after 50? It, it, I, I feel like I got better in the sense that I'm taking all this wisdom from my life and I'm now taking that wisdom and 
I have evolved as a result of that. Just life experiences has made me a smarter, wiser, more intuitive. I trust myself more. I, I trust my intuition more. I, I fall back on this sometimes, but I really try to focus on living in faith over fear and just trusting that things are working out the way they're supposed to. And yes, I have to take inspired action and do things towards the direction of what I want, but that mindset wasn't around in my thirties, mm-hmm. but I was also busy raising my son and I was just very preoccupied with that. I am divorced and I was been a single mom for a long time. And my son was divorced when I was divorced. He was 18 months old. It was right. a very young time. And, and my focus was raising him and bringing him into the world. So there was very little time for me to step back and take a look at what I wanted in terms of like, okay, how am I going to fill my cup? It was more about filling his. And I know that's not the great place to be because you got to fill your own cup first before you can fill up your kids. But I mean, that's where we all were, right? I was a single mom too, with two kids under the age of two and like filling my cup, forget it. Yeah. Like, that's not even on my radar. I'm just worried about, am I going to get the laundry done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Emptying the dishwasher was this monumental task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What yeah. advice would you give to your 30 year old self now, knowing what you know? The advice I would give my 30 year old self, be, be quicker to surrender and trust more. I think as a single parent, I was so focused on just trying to control everything, control the environment, control life. But I felt like I had some handle on things and sometimes that just became, I I was working against myself. I was working so hard and against myself with that. Whereas if I just not surrender in the sense that I'm going to sit back on the couch and go, okay, the world's going to work for me and the universe will take care of me. And no, it's about just not feeling like it's all me that's taking care of my life. I Mm -hmm. am whatever your higher power is, if it's God, universe, whatever it is that resonates with you, know that you are a co-creator. You're, you're, you're not doing the heavy lifting really. And to me, it's, it's God. That's my higher power. And God is doing the heavy lifting for me. And I was always religious and, and, and had God in my life, but I didn't release it. I, I was still always trying to like, and I think that comes with being a single parent because you're alone and you just need to know that it's all, it's, 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 it was all on me to do this. It was like, that's that, that, that fear, that fear place. And uh, well, you certainly feel alone. That's for sure. And that it's all on your shoulders. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you're worried that you're going to screw something up. Yeah. 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 I mean, not just keeping him physically healthy and safe, but mentally and emotionally and being there Mm -hmm. for him. And yeah, I mean, there's so many moving parts to being a parent. I mean, we Mm -hmm. all know that there's, Mm -hmm. gosh, that's a whole nother show. Um, But uh, the, yeah, it's uh, we as mamas, we play that mama bear role and Mm. everything to protect our babies and at the expense and cost of whatever. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, in answer to your question, I would just, again, faith over fear and just learn to surrender sooner, not feel like it's all on me to figure this out. Yeah. Because it's scary and tiring, like exhausting (laughs) to think that it's all down to you all the time. Right. Right. It definitely is. You said that you had a career pivot when you were 62. Tell me about that. I was a financial advisor 
Well, I'll, I'll give a little backstory. When, when I got divorced, I was unemployed. I came from corporate banking, but I wanted to raise my son. We had him by in vitro and it was five years of trying. And I thought, I'm not going to put him in daycare when I you know this baby mm. is my miracle child and I want to be with him. I went into the mortgage business and I was a mortgage broker, mortgage lender for, for many, many years. Um, and then I pivoted to financial planning, which I really enjoyed. It was a deeper relationship with clients and, and it was really very impactful and I enjoyed it. But I found lots of conversations with women, especially those that are divorced and widowed and running life on their own, where they were just embarrassed. They felt a lot of shame around money. Um, husbands took care of the money and the investing, and they didn't know what they were doing. And there was tears and there was frustration. And, and I had just had these this, this calm, constant theme through all these conversations over these years, both in the mortgage side and in the financial side. And at 62, I decided to pivot from a comfortable financial advisory role where I had a salary and, and benefits and all that good stuff. And I, and I went out on my own. And this just is actually relatively recent. And I do financial coaching for divorced, widowed, and single women. And it's more okay. of an education and, and coaching piece versus I'm not, I'm not managing their assets. And so that happened when most of my friends are looking at Medicare and retirement. And I made this pivot. I made the switch to go, you know what? I'm going to make a bigger impact. I'm going to do something that's going to do something more fulfilling and touch more lives. And I'm going to just do it. And I felt good. And I also had this aha moment where I went, the fear of regret was greater than the fear of making a mistake or just not being the right thing. At least if, if for some reason this doesn't work out and I'm confident that it will, because I know what I offer, I won't look back and go, oh gosh, what if I just had tried that? That Why didn't I just follow my dream? Why didn't I follow that passion project? Mm -hmm. um, so I made that pivot at 62. And my message to anybody who's thinking about doing something, if you've got it in your heart, follow that, follow that path, follow, follow whatever that looks like for you. You've described why, why women find themselves in this vulnerable position where they the husband's been handling all the money and now something's happened it's them and and they need the support of a coach is that just for women like are there men in this similar situation or is it just women that need financial coaches are there financial coaches for men i guess is the question there's financial coaches for that work for everybody yes okay, um, right. and i i chose to work with women because those those were the conversations that I was having that were touching my heart. And I'm obviously, like I said, I'm divorced. So I know that journey. I know that emotional roller coaster, and I can relate to that. Mm. I feel like I can bring more help with that. Now, if a gentleman comes to me and says, I need your help, I'm not going to turn him away. Oh, <laughs> but okay. it's just, I mean, that's just who I would tend to attract is, okay. is, is that demographic. I mean, there's married couples that use financial coaches and okay. they absolutely are a wonderful compliment. Even if you're working with a financial advisor, a lot of what we do as coaches, financial advisors don't do. I know what I'm doing is not what financial our financial advisors do. I'm, I'm a supplement or complement to what their services. Okay. Okay. And 62 started your, your own business and put your shingle out. Where do yeah. you see yourself 10 years from now? The intention is that I'm going to have touched at least a thousand women and had made a ripple effect in their lives so that they can go forward and have a ripple effect in their generations to come in their lives. Mm -hmm. That legacy will be a, a wonderful one that I've touched in some capacity, which is, which is great. And then 72, if I'm still healthy and strong, which I'm, I intend to be, 
then I will I will still be here and I'll probably work less hours at that point I'll probably have grandchildren and want to spend mm-hmm. some time with grandkids and and maybe do some more traveling and whatnot I will have done less hours but yeah. I still see my toes in these waters for sure oh good good yeah you're definitely with the majority of women there that I've interviewed they see 10 years down the road as being slightly different but not out of it completely it's just maybe doing things in a different way or doing less of it but still very much being a part of something yeah yeah i think the mission i think i think those of us who have these missions or movements or desires to impact the world in a bigger way that that doesn't go away with a certain number if you turn a certain age that doesn't just all of a sudden turn off and I, I feel like as long as we're healthy and strong enough to do that and we have the bandwidth then we'll keep we'll keep doing what we're doing yeah. And in your circumstance, it's, it's not only a good business, but it's, it's doing good. A lot of women our age end up in poverty, mm-hmm. despite having worked their whole lives mm-hmm. and through no fault of their own. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And don't know that there is something that they can do to get out of that situation. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. And I'll I'll share a personal story that that hopefully will inspire others. A lot of ladies who don't have the the education or the understanding of the investing in the financial markets and whatnot. There's a lot of again embarrassment and shame around that. And I want to just to debunk that because I was the one in my marriage who took care of the investing. My husband didn't know anything. He didn't know anything about investing or anything. And I was comfortable investing. I was that was just my my strength. And yet post-divorce, I made some bad decisions. I made some, I made some choices that were in not my best interest. It was not in an alignment with what I knew I should be doing. And it was out of desperation because it was from a place of fear. It was a place of, I've got to get caught up financially because of course, divorce pretty much annihilates your financial situation. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out ways to get caught up and do things. And I, made some investments that were just not the smartest and my timing was off. I actually did some investing back when the, the markets collapsed in 08, 09, which was unfortunate. Oh, yes. I um, remember them well. I had money in Iceland. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. It just, it was painful. And I mean, I can't, what I should have could is, but yeah. it was, I, I gave myself grace and I moved on and I, we all make mistakes. We all, it, it's okay. So it's a, it's a no judgment zone. If, if somebody comes to me and there's this feeling of, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I, I don't know. It's like, I'm not judging. There's no shame in that. There's no, it's like, okay, let's just, let's start where you are and let's move forward. Let's take this and move. And at the top of the show, I mentioned possibilities and opportunities, and there's so much out there. And if they look at life from that perspective versus, oh my gosh, I just don't know what I don't know. And this is scary. And I don't understand this you're going to constantly attract that. You're going to constantly just keep repeating that same mm-hmm. habit and you've got to turn that around. And, and that's part of what I do too. In my program, we work together and just shift that, that mindset. So yeah. important. So important. And when you're not working, what are you doing for fun? That's a good question. Well, I have a wonderful circle of friends and family that I adore. I'm usually Spending time with family, catching up with friends over coffee or lunch or dinner. I'm in a book club, which is a blast. I'm going to start doing pickleball soon. Oh. Uh, yeah, pickleball is just taking off like crazy. It's, it's the big trend, that's for sure. It's the big trend. And I used to be a big tennis player, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to adjust <laughs> for the racket size. 
and the court's much smaller, apparently. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a social person and I, I just, I love being with people. I try to get involved where I can. I love to read. I also love my quiet time. Life mm-hmm. is busy during the day. I love to be quiet. I love reading. I love the beach. I just really enjoy time to reflect. I meditate. I'm a big exerciser. I, I do weights and walks, and I think that's good for mental and physical health. Yes. I'm really busy. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I drop into bed about 8.30 at night and I pretty much plop and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I start early and I go and yeah, it's, but it's, it's great. Life is are great. You, are you reading anything or watching anything that you'd like to recommend? Well, from a TV perspective, I, I, I'm a Hallmark junkie. I love my Hallmark. <laughs> I just, people are going to laugh at that. My, my son always makes fun of me. But it's just home, home garden TV because I love home projects. That's always fun to watch yeah. those kinds of shows. Reading, I'm always into personal development. My book club, though, is more into, well, we read mostly fiction. Just finished a great book, Lessons in Chemistry. That was a blast. Oh, yes. I've had another interviewee recommend that one. Yeah, fantastic book. That was one of my favorites. Nightingale, also a great book. I've My bookshelf is overflowing. I have no more room on my bookshelves for, for, for any more books. I prefer the physical book over yes. the Kindle. I can't, I don't, I don't do the Kindle thing. I'm in front of a computer all day. I don't want to have a... You totally know, hear you on this. I'm yeah. 100% about that. If I, I actually want to read anything, it's got to be off hard copy or I can't can't even take it in anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a, a physical book person. So what about audible? Yeah. I you- don't do. Yeah. I do podcasts when I'm exercising. I will listen to podcasts, mm. but I don't have a long commute. It's not like I yes. have like friends of mine who have long commutes. They do the audible and I'm like, yeah, my commute's on my hall. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't have that. A three second chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even when I was doing financial advisory, my, my firm was only like, 10 minutes away. I didn't have that. Right. Right. That long drive. Uh, You're like me. It's on the, on the treadmill. I put my podcasts on. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I do. I enjoy that. But uh, Brene Brown, I always, I love her books. The Gift of Imperfection. That was a fantastic book. Atlas of Um, the Heart. Atlas of the Heart. I have that too. Oh yeah. That's a a great book. There's another great book called When Women or How Women Rise. Uh, Oh no. Is it When or How Women Rise? I gave it to somebody, so I don't have it in front of me right now. Sally Helgeson, I think it's her last name, and okay. Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall Goldsmith is a world-renowned executive coach. And actually, that's where I went for my executive coaching certificate, oh, yeah. uh, or certification, I should say. It was a very intense process and program. But he co-wrote that book with her, okay. um, How Woman. Put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, it's, it's a really great book. I would definitely recommend that. I, I love both fiction and nonfiction. I, I, I take both in. It's good to have some just fun reading and then some educational reading. Are you volunteering or doing any charity or any good works in the community? I have done some in the past where I do educational courses for young adults, like high school and college kids around money. In fact, a couple of my books are around that. I've done some teaching at schools and I've done some workshops and whatnot. American are are the Alzheimer's Association is near and dear to me. My mom has advanced dementia and uh, we have had to find a cure for that horrible disease. That's just a horrible, horrible disease. If anybody has family, I I just, uh, my heart goes out to you. I, from a financial perspective, I, I donate there, but yeah, I, I have it on my to-do list. I, I want to get involved with the Meals on Wheels. 
where we take meals to those that are homebound or older. Yes. yes. Just watching my mom and what she went through. My dad passed away in 2020. So she's on her own. And so, I mean, she's on her own. She's at, she's in a, a facility, board and care, yes, yes. which is taking great care of her. But my heart has just has grown bigger to serve the senior citizens and those elderly and just their, their life and their stories are just pretty incredible. So, yes, well, I'm lucky to count among my clients, the local home for veterans. Mm. And what you're saying is so true, those stories, and I help them tell those stories digitally and, and just such a wealth of knowledge and experience and insights and yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're good causes to be involved with. I, I agree with you about that. Yeah. Is yeah. there an app you couldn't live without? An app I could not live without. Ooh, that's a good question. I can live without social media. <laughs> yes. I was telling a friend recently that there's so much noise online that I can't hear myself think. I, I wouldn't say social media per se. I don't know that I have an app that I would could not live without. I don't know. There's one that I really enjoy. And this is for those that understand and know what tapping is. Do you know what tapping is? No. It's a, it's a, it's a meditation of sorts, but you're tapping certain parts of your body, okay. primarily in your head. And you're saying things while you're tapping into these certain points on your head that are connected to the energy in your body. Okay. And the tapping app has hundreds and hundreds of different apps based on what it is that you want help with. It's, okay. If it's anxiety or insomnia or eating or whatever it is. I mean, again, there's hundreds. They even have some apps for, or they have some tapping for kids. They have for little kids who are dealing with anxiety or stress with school and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, a great app. And what's it called? It is called Tapping Solutions. Okay. It's, it's, well, I just opened it up. It's going to not show you the picture of the outside, but it's, it's green and blue swirlies. Okay. Um, and it's, I'll yeah, put a link to it in the show notes. Tapping solution. Yeah. I'm not an affiliate or anything, so I don't make any money off of it. There's nothing there, but it just, if you learn about tapping, you have to first learn how to tap and what, what are the pressure points? Mm -hmm. uh, but then once you have that, that's very easy to learn. Then you just start it. And it's, I mean, there's athletes, Tony Robbins taps. I mean, it's, it's a pretty popular amongst the big players of the world. Right. Uh, right. It's not some little fly by night situation. Okay. Uh, but I really enjoy that. I think once you explained it, I think I have heard about it. Mm, okay. I, yeah. As a form of meditation. Yeah. Is, is yeah. there any other over 50 life hack that you could offer? I would say that we should free ourselves of any judgments. We should remove whatever guilt that we are harboring or holding. I think that we should show ourselves the grace that we deserve, that we show others in our lives. Mm. We tend to be so hard on ourselves. And I still find myself doing that. As we can reflect and really honor ourselves and give ourselves, again, that grace, have gratitude for all that we are, to our families and ourselves and the world and focus on that gratitude. I think that's that's a great way to start our day and just love on yourself. This has been 50 Women Over 50, a podcast for women whose personal confidence is born of experience. Thank you to my guest, author Patty Handy, a woman who focuses on living in faith over fear 
and has no plans to retire. She's taking on life over 50 with boundless energy, optimism, and a deep faith that will set up her new venture for success and will, I have no doubt, bring much prosperity to our clients too. Join me again next week when my guest will be Brigitte Ufula. She's the CEO of the Center of NLP, one of the world's largest self-development companies. But that's next week. In the meantime, please drop me a rating or a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's connect and create a whole community, wise women over 50, by sharing a link to this show with your friends and connections. See you next time on 50 Women Over 50. I'm your host, Sherry Lynn Starkey.